Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Well, this is the 12th episode on L. Ron Hubbard's important research and development on the subject of the Administrative Scale of Importances, or Admin Scale for short. And this is the third episode of that series, as you could call it a sub-series, on the subject of the fifth level of that scale, which is programs. So far, we have discussed goals, top of the scale, goals, purposes, policy, and plans. And we have just completed two episodes on programs, and at the risk of going on a bit too long on the subject, I have decided to do two more episodes on programs. Obviously, I consider this rather daring because I have to be frank with you, I very, very seldom see wise members using the technology of programs. Now, remember that technology, when we're using this word in the context of Mr. Hubbard's works, is defined according to the original definition of the word, very ancient, which is quote from Mr. Hubbard here, from 13 September 1965, he defines technology, the methods of application of an art or science as opposed to mere knowledge of the science or art itself, end quote. And that comes from the Greek logos, which means study of, techne, which is art or skill. So it's a study of skills or application, clearly from its very derivation, right? So there's a very important distinction. It is said that knowledge is power, and there is truth to that, of course, but all the knowledge in the world won't help you if you don't also have the knowledge of how to apply that knowledge. And the category of knowledge that covers that is covered in this word technology. You know, you can know all about cars, you can identify cars, you can identify the paint that they're using and various different types of engines and the various different types of uh, interiors and styles and parts of the automobile and so on, parts of the engine. But if you have never learned the technology of how to diagnose and repair an automobile or any of the problems with an automobile, you are just as liable to be stranded on the side of the highway one day as anybody else because that knowledge doesn't do you any good if you don't have any knowledge of application. That is technology. So it is critical for you to realize that there is a technology to management. And uh, in this technology, there's a subset of management information or technology called programming. We have said that the program is a critical bridge between dreams and planning and action and realization of those dreams. In fact, L. Ron Hubbard once uh, described the program as, and this is from a lecture from uh, March the 6th of 1972, and he says a program is a bridge between establishment and production. And so a program is a bridge between deciding on what you're going to do and where you're going to go and all these various aspects of the upper part of the scale and how you're going to go about it. Now we outline it in detail with something called a program. And that brings you into action for doing this. Now, Mr. Harbour did very extensive research into the subject. And it is much a backbone of the Harvard management system as statistical management. You know, when you think of Harvard management, you automatically think of statistical management and organizing boards and things like that. But this is just as much a critical element of the Hubbard management system as anything else. In fact, he even considered it, as you will discover in a moment, as having a philosophical importance. So 
I would not, if I were you, regard programming as a necessary evil and dry and formal stuff. I would suggest you embrace it as an approach to living. Now, all this is being said to you in hopes of making you fall in love with programs and fall in love with programming in the same way you've clearly fallen in love just by looking at uh, the statistics of the number of downloads of the earlier episodes on the admin scale. You're fallen in love with goals. You've fallen in love with purposes and on all these levels of scale we've covered so far. But sometimes we lose people. We start losing guys when we start talking about programs because maybe it seems we are getting a little too complex or detailed or something like that. But I just want to say one thing. And this is borrowed from an old Alka-Seltzer ad from the 1970s. Try it. You'll like it. Once you get the hang of writing programs and using them, you will never go back. You will see your dreams materializing before your eyes almost like magic, and you will wonder why you ever took any other approach. It's so efficient. It's so spot on. Learn your programming. Uh, We started this sub-series on programming with episode 48 of volume three. That was two episodes ago, entitled A Definite Definition of Cause. And in that episode, we introduced the term target. Now, I, of course, Always recommend you go back and listen to those earlier episodes and come forward in sequence, but you don't have to stop this episode to go back and review that because we're going to define these things. But it's very important to understand Target if you're going to understand programs. So as a review, Target is defined by Mr. Hubbard as, quote, an objective one intends to accomplish within a given period of time. So a target's like a, it's an objective. You could almost call it a little mini goal. You know, it's something that you want to accomplish as a step towards accomplishing greater things. It's a target. I have this target to get all my salesmen to do their lineups or learn how to do a proper lineup of prospects, for instance. That would be a target. You know, it's not a major goal, but it's an objective. Let's get all of our salespeople to start using proper lineups, which, by the way, I'll probably come back and do more stuff on sales later. but. You'd be amazed at how poor some lineups are. Anyway, so that'd be a target on a program. And he goes on to say this. This is uh, from the 17th of February, 1972. Mr. Hubbard defines target in this way. He says, the steps of handling, he's talking about handling, obviously, a situation, good or bad, within an organization. He says, the steps of handling are in program form. They are numbered one, two, three, et cetera, or A, B, C, et cetera. They can be in the sequence, they will be done, but this is mostly important when one person or one team is going to do the whole thing step by step. These steps are called targets. Each part of the program, each target, is assigned to someone to do or to get done. End quote. That's Mr. Hubbard's words. And to put it all together, he defines programs. This is from the 16th of January, 1969. He defined the word programs. He says, quote, programs are made up of all types of targets, coordinated and executed on time. Programs extend in time and go overdue to the extent the various types of targets are not set or not pushed home or drop out. Programs fail only because the various types of targets are not executed or are not kept in, end quote. So now he's starting to introduce this idea. Okay, so a program is made up of targets, but he's also saying it's made up of different types of targets. So 
What's the moral of the story? To understand programs, you must understand targets and that there are different types of targets. So with this episode, we're going to introduce you to some of these types. Okay. Now, much of uh, Mr. Hubbard's research into the subject he was doing in January of 1969. So I'm going to now go into two articles here. One from, I'll be, I'll be drawing from both these art articles, in other words. One is dated 16th January 1969. It's called Targets, Types of. And the other one is 24 January 1969, which is called Target Types. So the first quote is from Target Types, 24 January 69. This is going to be the main reference I'm using here. He says, listen to this. He says, note, this is a developing subject, new in philosophy. How about that? So he's referring to programming and targeting as being a new subject in philosophy. What's philosophy? Love of knowledge. You know, it's, uh, it's understanding the wolf and the warp of life and livingness and the universe we live in. That's philosophy. So that's how intimate this knowledge is to life. So don't disregard this, you know, as uh, always getting into programming dry stuff. No, it's, it is critical stuff, and that's why I'm devoting four episodes to this. All right. So he says, you should learn the names and types of targets for quick use and classification of what you're trying to do. So many of you are working on your own admin scales. Good for you. While you're listening to this series, very good idea. Let's just say maybe you've already started writing your programs. Every program should include the following target types. And the first target type is, quote, major target, major target. So then he defines it, the broad general ambition, possibly covering a long, only approximated period of time, such as, quote, to attain greater security, end quote, or to get the organization up to 50 staff members, end quote. So he's giving you two examples here. These are broad, general, this is where we're going. This is the major target. This program is designed to achieve um, the recruitment and training of 20 salespeople. Or uh, you could write a program to hire six technical staff, you know, six doctors or six uh, mechanics in your auto repair shop. Okay, this is what we're going to do. This is a major target. This aligns with our strategic planning. This aligns with our goals and our purposes and our policies. We are now going to hire uh, six technical staff. I, I get a lot of this, by the way, in every field, whether you're in the healthcare field, whether you are in the uh, construction industry, whether you are even in retail, people are telling me, you know, I just can't find people. You know, I, I'm looking for the right people to hire. Why don't you write a program? Lay it out step by step, target by target. This is what we're going to do. The major target is we're going to hire three associate doctors or we're going to hire, uh, you know, three mechanics or whatever it is. And Plan it out, target it out, and do a program on it, and you'd be surprised. Or maybe you have an idea to do, you know, we want to double the number of new customers. So we write a program for that. That's the major target, to double the number of new customers per week. We're getting 20 a week right now. We want to get up to 40 or 50. Program it out. That's the major target. All right. Next category. He quotes here. Well, I'm going to quote Mr. Arbert here. Primary target, the organizational personnel communication type targets. These have to be kept in. So look, we're going to get on to further target types, but let me just say one thing. 
you need to establish your structure, your organizational type targets first if you're going to launch on a productive program. And those targets are called primary targets. And I'm going to refer to this other article, Targets Type Stuff. He gives some examples of primary targets. He says, there is a group of understood targets, which if overlooked, brings about inaction. The first of these is somebody there, all capital letters. Primary target one, never forget this. And you can re-listen to some of the earlier episodes. We talk about the importance of assigning a program to someone. Primary target one is somebody there who is owning this program, who is responsible for this program, who is going to get the program done or see that it is done. That is primary target one. It is an organizational target. Who are we assigning this to? And you'd be amazed how many times that gets skipped so that you have a program, but nobody owns it. It, As uh, in an earlier episode, it becomes everybody's juvenile delinquent. It's wrapped around everybody's neck because you never assigned it to anybody. So there's a great example of a primary target. Who are we assigning this to? And then he goes on to give some more examples. Then worthwhile purpose. So that's a primary target. So, you know, we're doing this so that we can double our capacity to deliver to the public. You know, that's our purpose. Then he gives another example, somebody taking responsibility for the area or action. Like who's going to be working with, okay, we've got primary target one. We've got somebody there. Who is he going to be working with? How is this going to be organized? Who's this assistant? Who is going to do this? Who's going to do that? These are all primary targets. Does he need some sort of organization? Does he need a file system? Does he need a grid or a progress board of some kind, uh, a critical path, all these sorts of things. Does he need some sort of a database to keep track of all the identities he's collecting? If, for instance, we are uh, going to be doing a program to increase the number of new customers or clients, obviously, part was, you're going to have targets there to assemble identities. You're going to get mailing lists. You're going to get prospects. Where are we going to store all these prospects? Do we have a CRM, a contact relationship management software program, or do we have some sort of a system? That would be a primary target. Imagine now you're going forward and you're assembling all this information. You don't really know who's in charge. You don't really know who you're supposed to be using to assemble this. You don't really know if you've got the the wherewithal or the finances in view to finance this thing, because that, that was skipped in the primary targets because there was no... These are organizational type targets that you need to have in as your foundation so that you can proceed with your next categories of targets, which are generally called operating targets, right? Now, operating targets, interestingly enough, if you take a look at the initials of operating target, it is OT. Now, if you go back to two episodes ago where we went over the the one I referred to earlier, a definite definition of cause, we define We give other definitions for OT, OT being cause, right? But he calls these action targets, Mr. Hubbard does, operating targets. And and he defines them, those which lay out directions and actions or a schedule of events or timetable. So with our primary targets in place, we know who's in charge. We know who he's going to be working with. We know uh, where we're going to be keeping the files and where we're going to be the charts that we're going to be using to monitor our progress. And here is the database we're going to be using to collect these identities. And um, maybe you had a primary target to 
recruit a marketing firm to work with or something like that. These are your primary organizational targets. Now that we have those done and in place, oh, by the way, important to primary targets is generally knowledge. Like if you assign something to somebody, you may need that person to study up on the information relating to the program. You might have some uh, material from the Harvard Management System he needs to study. He might have to study a book on social media marketing and that sort of thing or, or public relations. So these types of hatting or training type targets, those generally go in your primary targets. Because as again, just think of your primary targets as primary. They are your foundation. They are setting up so that the operating targets can move forward. If you only go straight into operating targets, you're going to go without a foundation and your program's not going to get done. Now, your operating targets are now going to define your actions. You're now putting this into action. So let's say we were hiring technical people. We say, okay, good. So an operating target might be go to the local trade schools, colleges, meet with the uh, career counselors in each of these facilities, meet with the directors of the, these various different programs and make yourself known to them, discover what they need and want and how we can easily promote to the graduates or the students. Maybe we can do a seminar for them. These are all operating targets, you know, make the connection, collect the identities, uh, store them in the database, promote to them, do a seminar, do a talk to the local college, to the local school, make yourself known to the students. These are all operating targets. And they go pop, 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 pop. Because you got your primary targets in, you can roll on your operating targets. You with me? Okay. But then he has another type of target here. This target, I'm covering this now after operating targets, but in actual fact, in the article, Mr. Hubbard puts this type of target before operating targets, and there's a reason for that. So it's called conditional targets. And he defines that as those which set up either or to find out data or if a project can be done or where or to whom. So a conditional target is an exploratory target done to determine if something is needed, whether something can be done, what the potential resources are. These are go and look and see and if type targets. Right now, uh, back to I'm pulling this now from the 16 January article. He says, he's talking about conditional targets. He says, it is interesting that one can go into an art type, quote, perfection with targets and groom up primary targets far beyond the need to accomplish purposes. Then he gives this beautiful example. Listen to this. You've seen chaps work all their lives to, quote, get rich, end quote, or some such thing in order to, quote, tour the world, end quote, and never make it. Some other fellow sets tour the world and goes directly at it and does it. So there is a type of target known as a conditional target. If I could just blank, then we could blank and so accomplish blank. This is all right, of course, until it gets unreal. There is a whole class of conditional targets that have no if in them. These are legitimate targets. They have lots of will in them. We will blank and then blank. So a conditional target is a target that you would, you, you don't generally have a lot of these, but when you write a program, you might write a target like, you know, Look and see if it's possible to make connections with the counselors of the various different schools. Uh, and if so, proceed with the following operating targets, something like that. Uh, maybe they have a policy. You can't, can't approach these people. Of course, that's unlikely. But you, you will find you will need conditional targets here and there because you're not sure. Can we move in this direction or not? Conditional target. If we can, we will. And if we can't, we won't. 
So that would be a conditional target. If we can afford the Acme marketing company, we will hire them. And if we can't, we'll find somebody else. So that would be a conditional target. Another example of one. And then finally, uh, we go into something called a production target. All right. So he said production targets, those which set quantities like statistics. Now, all too often, these are the only kind of targets that the members will set. They'll set a target like, you know, do 130,000 in delivery this month, you know, or sell 400 pairs of shoes, or, you know, they'll set production targets, okay, which is a good thing. You cannot omit production targets. Production demand always has to be there. So any program should set production targets. Like, you can quit this program when you've hired 40 people or whatever it is. That's your production target. Hire 40 people or production target. Get the number of new customers up to 100 a month or 100 per month. That's a production target. We're going to execute this program until we get this thing up to 100 a month, and then we're going to relook at the situation and reprogram, something like that. But that's your production target. While you cannot omit production targets, don't make your programs nothing but production targets. Like That ends up becoming something else I think we covered in an earlier episode called statistic push or stat push, where all you're doing is just, okay, get me 100 of these. Get me a thousand of those. Uh, get the income up to 60 grand, whatever it is. And these, without any other types of primary targets, conditional targets, operating targets, you're not going to hit those production targets. And everybody's just going to be jacked every time you utter another production target. I'm the big boss. Because you're not actually helping people figure out how to get there. And that's your job. That's what you're doing an admin scale for. You're setting your goals, your purposes, establishing your policies, and developing your planning, your plans, your strategic plans. And now from that, all this stuff is lining up. We're now going to write these programs. And these programs show people how to attain these production targets step by step and to get these various things accomplished, all right? Accomplishing your strategic plan, accomplishing your purposes and your goals, okay? So, uh, all right. So those are the types of targets. There are other types, but um, I'm just going to sort of give you a, a fast overview of some of the more important types of targets so that you can use those in writing your programs. Please do start writing your programs if you've been working on your admin scale. If you haven't been working on your admin scale, maybe you want to go back to the beginning and start working on an admin scale for what? For your career. You don't have to have a business. For your family. You know, where are we going as a family? What are we, you know, what are our goals and our purposes as a family? Admin scales don't just apply to groups or businesses. They apply to everything. You can decide to do an admin scale on climbing Mount Everest. You know, that's my goal. And uh, so, you know, what are my purposes and what are my plans and so forth? And what are my policies? You can apply an admin scale to anything, but obviously um, pick something to do an admin scale for. Uh, if you're a business owner, it wouldn't be a bad idea to do it for your business. If you're developing your career, do it for your career. What are your goals for your career? And uh, work it all the way through your planning. If you've been listening to these episodes, you have enough information to start doing that. And then write a program. Uh, lay out your targets. Let's say, for instance, you've established a goal for yourself to become a world-class uh, opera singer. la di da di da di da all right. Well, that's a goal. 
and your purposes are to, you know, uplift uh, your fan base with uh, beautiful, glorious, inspiring music or, you know, and your purpose of uh, training every day is to uh, develop your vocal range and so forth and so on. So you've established your various different purposes and you have uh, policies. I'm going to get up at, you know, six every morning and I'm going to drink this whatever tea or whatever you do to become a great singer. And I'm going to uh, uh, work diligently at this and I'm going to practice X number of hours per day and I'm going to swear off uh, tobacco and eat lots of burnt toast or whatever you do. Again, these are policies. Develop your plan. You know, I'm going to get accepted at the best school I can. You start doing your programs. Okay. Major target to get accepted at Juilliard or a comparable music school. So here's your major target. You got your primary target. You know, somebody there who's responsible. Well, I'm responsible. It's just my career. I'm taking care of it here. Um, but I also need to have a schedule. I also need to have maybe a diet or I need to uh, access certain uh, books or music or backing tracks or whatever. These might all go in your primary targets. And then you have your conditional targets. You know, if I can accept it at Juilliard, I go there. If I can't, I go to Berkeley or I go wherever I go. So these are conditional targets. And now you've got your operating targets to move you forward. You know, you know, find a list of the 10 best music schools in the Northeast. Uh, contact each of those schools and find out what the enrollment process is and how to get an application. Get the applications filled out by a certain period of time. Uh, these are all operating targets to your program. They are moving you forward because you've got your primary targets in. You have your conditional targets in. You've got your major target in. Now, all you got to do is set a production target, get accepted by September 1st or whatever it might be. So there you go. There's a, a very brief overview of the various targets types of. So start writing your own programs and start doing them. Start going into action and start to see your dreams become a reality. Because that's what this is all about. That's why we're doing all this. So that you can bring into reality your goals, your vision your dream. All right. Okay. Well, that wraps it up for this particular episode. I have one more episode I want to do on programs, and then we're going to wrap up programs and get on to the next uh, level of the admin scale, which is projects. They're very similar, but they're different. I've got a very fun idea for you for the projects portion of this admin scale. Hope you're doing well with it. Please do write us and let us know how you're doing with this. Give us a like if you liked your episode uh, or this one. And of course, leave your comments. We enjoy reading them. And we certainly love hearing from you. Info at wiseeastus.org is our email. Write us anytime. Questions, originations, help needed. We're here for you. Okay. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next week.